Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on the 22nd of December 2022. I'm Andy Eubank with the Thursday podcast, joined by Eric Pfeiffer, C.J. Miller, and the man of the hour, Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Ryan will talk a lot about the winter storm warning, which is a warning for much of the state of Indiana. All those latest details coming up on the Hat Podcast, brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. Visit them online at ffbt.com. Also, a new Purdue Crop Chat is available. Eric Pfeiffer previews that. And higher markets yesterday, Tom Fritz analysis coming up on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. The latest on the winter storm headed our way and planting soybeans too early. I'm Eric Pfeiffer and this is Hoosier Ag Today. The winter storm that's heading our way may likely impact your Christmas travel plans as well as your farm operations. C.J. Miller has more now on what to expect for the next several days. The blowing snow, the visibility, the drifting, that is what's going to be an issue. And that's Hoosier Ag Today's chief meteorologist, Ryan Martin, talking about the winter storm that's sweeping across Indiana beginning Thursday night. My best timing right now says that we stay above freezing and we don't really see anything of major significance till sunset. And then we're going to be looking at a sharp drop-off in temperatures probably somewhere between sunset and midnight. And when I say sharp drop-off, CJ, I'm talking about temperatures going from the low to mid-30s to probably near zero. Ryan says snowfall totals will vary across the state. Thursday night through Friday, let's just say midday. I think we end up with coating to an inch, two, maybe three over the southern part of Indiana. The rest of the state can be in that two to six or seven range. I think by the time we get to Friday midday. However, then whether the snow continues and what the lake effect does could boost totals in the northern half to northern third of the state further as we finish out Friday going through Saturday. Most of all, Ryan says the wind gust will be the biggest problem. Honestly, that's my number one concern here rather than the snowfall itself. I think winds right around sunset again on Thursday, 20 to 40 mile an hour sustained. I expect those winds to stay very strong through Saturday and mid to late morning. We will see gusts of about 55 miles an hour. So, CJ, that's a problem even if we would only end up with 
three or four inches. Drifts and gusty winds and visibility issues could be a statewide problem at this point. You can hear my full conversation about the winter storm with Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm C.J. Miller. Here's your holiday reminder that it's just about time to put out the milk and cookies for my big night. Ho, ho, ho! That's right. Just take a picture of the milk and cookies that you leave out for Santa and post it to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag Santa Drinks Milk. Use all your social media and be sure you tag at INDairy along with hashtag Santa Drinks Milk. Now let's see those pics with hashtag Santa Drinks Milk. Ho, ho, ho! The Purdue Crop Chat Podcast with Purdue Extension Corn Specialist Dan Quinn and soybean specialist Sean Castile is up now at HoosierAgToday.com. They joined me on stage at last week's Indiana Farm Expo. We discussed a number of things from this past season, including how earlier planted crops took a bit of a hit in 2022, with many soybean growers trying to push that planting date sooner, Castile has some concerns. I know guys that have said, oh, the field conditions are fit. I'm going in March. And, you know, you can get you can get hit pretty hard. You think about uh, a spring freeze that comes back and, and nips you because that growing point's above the ground, right? Um, but I have also been pretty amazed on how that crop can adapt. So if you're, you're burning out the terminal, but you've got the auxiliary buds that are there that can branch, uh, I'm, I've done the March plantings. I've compared them to Aprils and Mays, and uh, I'm not a fan of going to March. People can do it. Uh, I just think you have too much of a risk. With all the technology on display at the Indiana Farm Expo, Castile commented on the incredible work they've been doing at Purdue Extension with drones. He's had one for the past five years now and has watched their capabilities grow. Going from the toys to tools aspect of it. And so I've actually got a student that just finished up on work with stand assessment and just imagery. And we've got beautiful relationships. So instead of going on counting soybeans now with hula hoops and tape measures, we've got a, a beautiful relationship with the image and canopy cover and the, that being our threshold. Instead of saying we needed 100,000 plants or 70,000, 80,000 plants, we've got it on a canopy coverage basis uh, from VC to V4 and, and it's a moving target because that crop's growing. So yeah, there is some just awesome things that are going on there. So you can cover the field in a, a fast way. So do I have enough of a stand and really is enough of a leaf area on the soybean side to, to leave it and, and move on. And so, yeah, it's been a fun thing to see and to use that application in that way. The Purdue Crop Chat can be found now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Winter storm warnings out for a large chunk of the state, honestly, most of the state, as today is the day that's been talked and hyped up all week long. It's the day that our winter storm shows up. The storm is still on track. We're looking at moisture coming in initially here through the first part of the day as rain, and it will be relatively light. Let's just call it what it is. I think we're looking at light rain, drizzle, and a few wet snowflakes through the day, but totals are going to be a few hundreds to a tenth or two. That is about it. 
Now, once we get into late afternoon, we're going to start to see a changeover to snow, and winds are going to start to ramp up. The winds arguably are the biggest problem with this winter storm, and likely the reason why we've had winter storm warnings issued, because, you know, the snow... The snow has petered out here over the course of the past 24 to 36 hours. I'm still looking for statewide snow totals that can be anywhere from 2 to 3 on the low end down in southern Indiana to maybe 8 to 10 on the top side of things. But that is it. So a far cry from what was coming together earlier on in the week. And the main reason why we're seeing this transition into a major frontal passage but that's it. Nice dry slot coming in behind. So, yeah, we've got about 12 to 24 hours of wind-blown craziness, but the snow is not going to be as big of a deal. The snow starts here late this afternoon, evening, reaches its zenith probably between 9 p.m. tonight and 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's when the bulk of the frontal snow hits. And then we're looking at those winds still 20 to 40 miles an hour, gusts to 55, blowing, drifting, blowing snow, slick spots. Travel is going to be a royal pain for your Friday. And I think it stays that way Saturday as we continue to see strong winds go through most of Saturday. Now, this is where things get interesting because anybody that picks up any lake effect snow for the balance of tomorrow and through Saturday will see your snow totals probably double from what we see in the front. But... The winds are taking on more of a west push now, and that means that that lake effect is going to be limited to far, far, far northern parts of Indiana. And then Michigan just continues to get pounded. If you have travel plans to the north, that's something to pay attention to. Michigan is going to be seeing some big snow. Now, lake effect can change on a whim. So, again, I'm leaving the door open to some higher totals. But I think that the front itself is not going to create a big-time event. The winds to stay strong, in my opinion, through Saturday. The winds may start to pull back on Sunday. We finally get back below 10 mile an hour on Monday. At this point, then, next week is going to be wild and interesting because we start very, very chilly overall. As a matter of fact, we are seeing temperatures in the single digits for highs Saturday, Sunday, and not bouncing much on Monday. Clipper system on Monday could give an inch or two of snow to central Indiana before the day is done. Then we see sunshine for Tuesday and moderating temperatures Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Overnight, Friday night into Saturday, we could see rain come back to the area anywhere from a tenth to likely three quarters of an inch. That's a look at your forecast update. Gear up. Wind is going to be a major, major problem. The snow secondary in our winter storm later today and tomorrow. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Gains across many commodities, grains and oil seeds included. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Wednesday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank, and the review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. The year is ending, but savings aren't. Save 9% until January 10. And bundle seed and herbicide to save more. SeedGeneticsDirect.com. Settlements from Wednesday trade coming up. And we did have gains across the board. First market analysis with Tom Fritz, EFG Group in Chicago. Tom, day number two as the markets move higher, actually a little stronger in this case for corn and wheat on Wednesday. So a solid day. It did appear that money was favoring a flow into the equities, crude oil, even the meat markets corn, soybeans, and wheat benefited as well. What else was at play? Uh, Andy, I think you covered it all. Um, you know, okay, the uh, the individual markets, okay, corn gets a little bit of help from, uh, uh, you know, Argentine weather fears. Uh, you know, Argentina, as everybody is aware, I hope, 
you know, has had a definite dry bias here, as had uh, southern Brazil, meaning uh, the state of Rio Grande do Sul, uh, has had a definite dry bias here recently. But uh, they're scheduled for some rain uh, this weekend, but models are starting to uh, differ a little bit. Some uh, are saying, no, it's uh, that rain's not going to amount to much. And others are still saying, no, it's going to be a decent rain event. But what everybody agrees on, it's a one-shot deal. This is not a trend changer that, uh, you know, after this weekend, Argentina, you know, based on whatever rain they get, uh, will uh, indeed turn back to a dry bias. So I think that's helping out the corn market. Uh, Helping out the corn market was uh, noticeably stronger wheat prices. And that's all about the fears of uh, winter kill uh, in areas of the Midwest and the Southern Plains where we don't have any snow cover. So, but, you know, my only problem with that is when you get uh, these winter kill rallies, um, you know, once uh, temperatures uh, get back to normal, what do you do for an encore? You know, what's there to support prices? So, but also, um, you know, I think adding to the uh, wheat market rally is if you look at the uh, commitment of traders, it shows the spec is a decent size short in the wheat, and uh, we're coming into year end. Uh, so, you know, I know, uh, just from personal experience that a lot of fund managers like to get even going into the end of the year. So I think the wheat market's got, uh, you know, the winter kill, winter kill fears at work, uh, as well as uh, year end short covered, uh, soybean market, call it uh, sharply mixed, if you will. Um, you know, soybeans, uh, okay. You know, yeah, they've got a little bit of an Argentine, uh, fear. But uh, the Brazil crop, for the most part, I say for the most part, looks pretty darn good. Um, sure, you're always going to find some problem areas. Uh, there was some outfit uh, earlier today that suggested uh, Rio Grande do Sul could lose just over a million tons of beans due to recent dryness. And I know there's some other folks that are saying uh, in the uh, uh, in some of the eastern areas uh, might be a little bit too wet. But uh, for the most part, uh, you know, the Brazilian crop is in uh, pretty darn good shape. And uh, so far, you know, all indications are we're going to see a uh, tremendous crop coming out of uh, Brazil. Um, You know, it's, you know, to me, the difference, you know, what's the difference between 153 million ton crop and 152 million ton crop? It's, you know, it's still big, whichever way you want to look at it. So I think that... uh, keeps the uh, soybean market in, uh, call it in check, if you will. Uh, Chinese demand, um, it's a little bit questionable. Uh, You know, if you read between the lines, okay, China has relaxed their COVID protocols. And uh, you hear about, uh, you know, the virus running rampant now. But, uh, you know, official word out of China is, you know, okay, we're handling it. Uh, But, you know, it's still questionable. So, uh, and, you know, we haven't seen any big sales recently. So, you know, that, I think that in turn keeps the soybean market a little bit in check. Plus, the $15 mark for uh, nearby soybeans, I think everybody is, you know, chomping at the bit. Yeah, we'd love to see some old crop beans, you know, in the futures market trade $15 because we'd like to sell some. So I'm not sure that's going to happen. But, you know, it's works as a resistance level, at least for the time being. Product markets run mixed. Um, you know, I don't know what to tell you in that regard. You know, the uh, product markets, uh, you know, they're all on a, a little bit of a uh, uh, 
you know, a rally right now, if you will. Okay, the meal market, it's down from where it was uh, a week ago, but uh, still relatively firm. The bean oil market's relatively firm. And, uh, you know, I think they get their strength from uh, the Argentine fears. You have to remember, Argentina is the world's number one meal exporter, the number one bean oil exporter. So, uh, you know, if you've got uh, weather fears uh, impacting their crop, it's going to spill over into the product markets. So, in that regard, uh, you know, the bean complex uh, has a firm bias, but once again, uh, you know, for the time being, Argentine fears are being offset by what looks like a good crop in Brazil. So, uh, wheat, in summary, to me, a lot of it's uh, year-end short covering. Yeah, you've got winter kill fears, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, well, once temperatures come back to normal, how do you trade winter kill for the next three months? So. That's an age-old question. And corn, you know, okay, corn goes along for the ride, uh, you know, with the Argentine fears. But, uh, you know, one thing that's plaguing the corn market, our export market's not very good. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, I don't want to compare it to last year because last year we had a great export uh, program for corn. So I do compare it to the five-year average of where we are in corn sales versus the uh, five-year average. And uh, we're 9 million tons behind that five-year average. So, you know, I question, you know, where can the corn market go? I think today's rally just put us back into uh, what I call interim resistance levels. Tom Fritz there from EFG Group in Chicago. Wednesday settlements now. March corn, 662 and a quarter, a nice gain of a dime and a quarter. May goes to 661 and three quarters, up nine and three quarters. July corn, almost a dime better at 655 and a half. January soybeans, just a two and a half cent pickup, 1481. March contract, 1484 and a half, up four and three quarters. And Chicago wheat leads the way. March 767 and three quarters, up 17 and a quarter. Strong gains in the meat markets. February live cattle 157.70, up 212. And February lean hogs 88.40, that was a $4.15 gain. I'm Andy Eubank. That's the Wednesday market review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm radio network.